Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Wrong Station Pledge Drive. The Wrong Station is only possible with the support of listeners like you. Become a subscriber today by visiting patreon.com slash thewrongstation. You'll receive access to bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes discussions, our new book club, and so much more. Today, The Wrong Station is proud to present The Pit by Jacob Duarte Spiel. So yeah, man, it was like right after those UFO hearings. Remember those? It was a couple of weeks ago. You gotta pay more attention to the news, dude. Anyway, around that time, there was this increase in sightings. No surprise, right? People are talking about UFOs. That means people are gonna convince themselves that they're seeing them. More lights in the sky. More mysterious figures in farmer's fields. You know, that kind of shit. Anyway, this whole summer, the hardcore scene here in Hamilton was ramping up to something special. I don't know why or how... It was just a feeling at that point. The shows have been tight. The pits have been rowdy, but not overly violent. Seriously, I think there was like only one major fight, and that was at Corktown because they fucking had their hardcore slash metal night upstairs on the same night as the country show downstairs. Those two scenes taking smoke breaks at the same time? Oil and water, man. Oil and water. What was I saying? Right. I just felt like something special was coming. It was a magic summer, field of dream shit, you know? Then, one night, the stars aligned. Local hardcore shows don't usually have any pyro or, or even decent lighting, especially not if you're playing outdoors. But Dead Venom was supposed to play in August as part of their North American tour, except, get this, their visas got rejected. Thing was, all their equipment still made it to Hamilton. I guess the tour management got some wires crossed. So all this shit was just sitting around at the Bayfront Auditorium, and then Dead Venom's management sends the word out real quiet-like, and what they're saying is, you know, right now it's just a loss, but if someone were to steal that shit, we could just claim it on the insurance. Rusty Teeth was like, say no more. You know them, right? Rachel's their drummer. Anyway, the band walked into Bayfront after closing and walked out with about 300 pounds of pyrotechnics and strobes and other shit. They couldn't use that stuff anywhere close to the city, not after Kill Room got popped for something as stupid as not having a venue license or whatever. Way too risky. So what they do is that they hit up this abandoned farm just 15 minutes outside of town. You know Rusty Teeth's bassist is an apprentice electrician, right? The stage just needed to be close to a power hookup they could hijack. And boom, 
It's on. About 500 show flyers later, and the entire scene is drawing straws to figure out designated drivers. I got to the field early to help set up. You know I love that audio tech shit. I'm laying cable, tying them together with zip ties, sound checks. Also, I thought they might let me blast some of the pyro as part of the test, which they did. That shit is hot, man. I don't know how Gene Simmons' makeup doesn't melt off. So, the show starts after sundown, and it's just as much of a rager as we all expected. It's going down. I'm talking 200 moshers at least, after only two songs, and people are still showing up because there ain't no capacity limit in a field. Rusty Teeth can't even believe it. This is turning into a fucking stadium show. And they aren't crumbling. They're playing up to the expectations. It's almost like the bigger the crowd gets, the more seriously they're taking it. Band-Aid, that's the singer, he's going by Band-Aid now, isn't even drinking beer. He's drinking water, keeping his voice hydrated. The joy is off the charts. This is what the scene was waiting for. But the best was yet to come. See, Rusty Teeth, they got this grand finale planned. Their biggest hit, everyone's fave. You know the one. It's called Fuck My Feet. And they've got all the pyro rigged. They're just waiting for the right moment. They finish a song, and there's dead silence for a few seconds. Band-Aid turns to the guitarist and nods, which is the signal. He explodes into the opening shred of Fuck My Feet. The pyro starts blasting, the strobes are flashing, the lights are blinking blood red and bruised purple. Everyone goes fucking nuts. It's pandemonium. Within seconds, the headbangers, the two-steppers, the slam dancers, everyone is enveloped in an absolute earthquake of a pit. And I was right in the middle, fighting for my life. Elbows and knees traced comet tail arcs through the air, landing with meteorite impact on the soft spots of other dancers. A dozen people doubled over with violent joy and pain, only to bounce back up a moment later, limbs swinging. And as I threw myself and was thrown, I kept feeling a pair of small, soft hands rubbing against me. You get used to this shit at hardcore shows, not that it makes it any more acceptable. I started throwing elbows at what I imagined to be the owner of those invasive, nasty hands. Get fucked, you perv! I shouted as a blow hit home. The hands jerked away. Then they came back. It's like, get the message, you creep. I threw some more elbows. Left, right, left, right. I'm not sure how many made contact, but eventually, I didn't feel the hands on me anymore. So, I'm enjoying the music, kind of wishing I had brought earplugs. And I start to notice, like, aren't there more lights than they're supposed to be? I helped with setup, I should know. Also, does the air seem thicker somehow? Like, right before a thunderstorm, the clouds getting closer to Earth causes the pressure to skyrocket. Give my mom headaches. The last note of Fuck My Feet rings out over the crowd. Everyone is already screaming, begging for an encore. Rusty Teeth obliges, says they'll be back in five minutes. The pit started to clear. Then, a single high-pitched scream cut through the night. I spun around. There, in the remains of the mosh pit, a small gray body was laying face down. Not moving. Its soft head, large and olive-shaped, was dented in a dozen spots by obvious blows. I touched my elbows. My fingers came away wet with the blue fluid. The same blue fluid that was pooling slowly around the extraterrestrial corpse. 
not even soaking into the earth beneath it. Everyone was staring at me, at my elbows. I, I thought he was just a little guy, I said, and uh, you know how loud and screechy I get when I feel threatened. I thought he was just a little pervy guy! A low thrumming, lower even than the lowest notes on Darren G's bass, began to pulse through the venue. A little weirdo! I was shouting now. You know, a little, little weirdo perv! A massive object began to reveal itself in the sky, its cloaking device draining off it like rain running along a car window. A bright light beamed down, encircling me. The few moshers who hadn't yet backed away from me were now skittering out of the light like cockroaches. You have pervs up on your planet! I shrieked at the craft. Do you? You ever think about, like, different perspectives and shit? Like how the dopest local hardcore show this town has ever seen might look, from above, like the lights of a landing pad for an alien ship. Like how the pyro and strobes might be a sort of unintentional semaphore language saying, touch it down right here. Then those aliens beam down a representative expecting, uh, I don't know, a normal welcome from a peaceful race, and instead, they get absolutely pulverized into interstellar ground beef by the entire Hamilton hardcore scene. And then you think, maybe, just maybe, those pervy hands feeling you up were actually pleading hands, begging hands, the hands of a dying alien just looking for someone to help them escape the pit. You ever think about that shit? Where was I? Right, right. So I'm spotlighted and everyone around me, they're, they're all gawking up at the spaceship, but also sort of backing away, just leaving me stranded alone on that island of light. The ship is lowering, 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 and all I can think is I'm fucking screwed. But then, uh, there's this fizzing noise and a loud pop, and suddenly everything goes dark. The ship broke the hijacked power line, which blew the strobes, amps, the whole setup but it must have also blown out the ship's spotlight. It was like everyone snapped back to reality all at once. Absolute chaos. Screaming, crying, people running for their cars and bikes using only the starlight to guide them. I did not need an invitation. I ran like hell, jumped into someone's backseat, I, I don't even know whose, and tried to say the hell out of sight until we were all back in the city. So now there's been sightings of lights in the sky all over the world. That lady that was cut in half in Iowa? And in B.C. they found these hikers that had been, like, turned inside out. A scientist in the Arctic Circle got jellified while out digging ice cores. It looked like one of those aspics your grandma makes for the holidays. Then I saw the before photos and... Fuck, man. The Iowa lady and, and one of the hikers and that scientist? They all looked a hell of a lot like me. So, yeah. Hey, I'm not sure who actually dealt the killing blow to that little gray cocksucker, but I'm not taking the fall for that. No way. No fucking way. Staying indoors for a bit. You know, till the heat dies down anyway. Still, it was a great fucking show, though. <laughs>